Hey, what's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the Road Podcast, presented by DJ City. Big shout to DJ City. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. And uh, unfortunately, it's just going to be me today. Um, uh, my co-host, DJ Neva, co-host DJ D. Miles, and my co-host, Jamie the Great, are not with me right now. And uh, let me explain for a second why they're not. We don't have a shutdown in Las Vegas. Obviously, a lot of hotels have been shut down, and there is a social distancing going on. And, you know, people are being told to self-quarantine if possible. Stay at home, stay indoors. Um, I don't want to record an episode without my homies. My homies. I don't want to record an episode without my homies and my boys, but I think it's important that we all self-quarantine ourselves right now for the next two weeks and see if any symptoms arise. I think the deadliest and the scariest shit about this pandemic, this coronavirus, COVID-19, the scariest shit is how subtle the symptoms are. To some people, there's no symptoms at all. I mean, we've seen some celebrities out there and some athletes. I mean, I'm seeing some of these athletes, like they just announced uh, Kevin Durant, some some other basketball players. They were saying like, yo, I don't feel shit. They got the coronavirus. They were infected, and they're they're saying shit like, "Yo, I'm ready to I'm ready to do a playoff game right now. I'm ready to play in the finals right now." Yeah, I think that's the deadliest part of this. And the last thing I wanted to do was to round up the homies and have us like record together, and you know have D Miles give me some shit. I say D Miles because out of all of us, I, I figure that D Miles. <laughs> I feel like D Miles would be the first to give any of us anything. So I don't want D Miles to show up and to give me some shit and then never get some shit and then Jamie get some shit. Jamie probably I don't know, man. I feel like Mexicans don't really catch nothing really. I feel like them motherfuckers you ever try to knock out a Mexican? You can't knock out a Mexican for real. I've been in fights. I've been to all our brawls in New York with Mexicans and them fucking their heads are like fucking rhinoceroses. You know what I'm saying? They they like you'll you'll fucking deck the shit out of a Mexican. And he'll keep charging. You'll be like, yo, what the fuck? Like some zombie shit. Man, that's not racist, right? That wasn't. The problem is I don't have, you know, our Mexican here, Jamie, with me. So then when I say this shit alone, you know, I end up at, I end up sounding racist. But I'm not racist. <laughs> I assure you. Um, I don't know, I'm rambling on. But anyway, um, yeah, so the reason why I wanted us to self-quarantine ourselves for the next two weeks is to make sure that we're good and no symptoms arise so that in two weeks, D is good, Neva's good, Jamie's good, I'm good. We can actually get together, <laughs> pause, we can get together and record. But I think we should be responsible and uh, and just, you know, self-quarantine ourselves and just, and just wait and, and see this whole thing through, you know, like just do our part. If all goes well and there's no symptoms, you know, we will record together. We'll we'll do it safely and responsibly. The last thing I wanted us to do is to just start recording. Like, you know, it would just be irresponsible. I saw y'all judging motherfuckers on Twitter. I can't believe y'all are DJing and y'all not canceling your gigs at this time. Like, it, I, the judgment was like everyone was on their fucking high horse. So the last thing I want to see is me and my homies getting together to record and everyone just being like oh look at these irresponsible motherfuckers like spreading the coronavirus with their friends and blah 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 i don't want that shit you know what i'm saying so i wanted us to be safe 
this is really crazy that I'm talking to myself. And uh, yeah, this is pretty, this is not depressing, but this is pretty fucking sad. And I apologize to our listeners because we do have, we have some episodes on deck. And here's the thing. We got some good episodes on deck. We got two episodes on deck with two guests. And they're, they're really good. They're really good. I just want to keep those on ice because I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Like, I don't know if this is going to be three months, two months, one month, six months. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So I figure if anything, I could give you a bullshit episode this week. <laughs> I could give you this one bullshit episode this week. You understand? With just me in front of a camera. And then you guys would be like, ah, oh, you know, it's the coronavirus. They give us a shitty episode. You know what I'm saying? And maybe, and you know what? I could probably stretch this out till next week. I can give you another bullshit episode next week. You'll you'll stay subscribed to us. You'll still follow us. Anyway, back to this shit. Like, we do have episodes on deck. And you know what? Not to scare you guys off. I do have a couple of um, guests that I'm going to get on this episode today. But via FaceTime, I'm going to call up my homies uh dj moma who's in south africa right now and uh rock the con everyone's favorite especially san francisco san francisco loves them some rock the con and then uh we're gonna have ross one but as of right now in vegas we don't have a shutdown but a lot of hotels are shut down man like i just didn't realize how impactful it was for the whole strip and for all these hotels to close the amount of people who are unemployed. And this is the thing. I think the wind announced when the wind closed, they said, eh, we're going to look out for our peoples. And when I mean people, I mean like housekeeping, cooks, uh, valet, bartenders, waitresses in multiple restaurants, servers, bussers, you name it, everybody, dealers, all of these fucking thousands of people in all of these hotels are out of work. They would just let go. There was no fucking uh, severance pay or severance package for these motherfuckers. The casinos and hotels let them go. So all of these motherfuckers are out of work. All of these motherfuckers are out of work. You know what these, these hotels and casinos told them? They told them to get unemployment. Can you imagine all of these thousands of motherfuckers going to the unemployment office all at once right now? I don't even know what's going on over there. Let alone all these DJs. These DJs are out of work. And y'all, and y- you know what, man? Like, I love, I don't love. <laughs> Look, I do, I do love the working DJ. So when I see DJs going to work, I cannot shame them for going to work, even though there's a pandemic going on. The responsible thing to do would be to stay home, of course. Like, I agree with that 100%. If you have the means and the resources to stay home and not work, cancel your fucking gigs by all means. But for me as a grown ass man who has been broke, who has owned a business, who has been fired, who has like it is like I cannot hate on another dude who's going to go out there to make a living. Now, I don't know if that's going to help uh, contain this uh, this pandemic. Obviously, it's not. But, you know, it's like it's up to the government to make these these regulations. But, um, yeah, I just think we should. We, I don't know, man. I, I just don't. I'm not going to hate on a motherfucker to try to work. I've been there, yo, you know, and and um, I've been preparing for this year. Obviously, I didn't know a fucking pandemic was going to erupt and take over the, the whole world. 
But yo, I'm telling you, every four years, every election year, every fucking election year, like clockwork, some shit goes down. Some shit goes down. The economy gets fucked up. The third year, the third year before the fourth year hits, every the third year, I always save 20% of whatever money I can. A lot of people have been hitting me up asking for advice. And uh, the one thing I could tell you is you got to analyze your spending. You've got to analyze your expenses. You know, at, some, at one point, I think I was spending more than $200 on apps, on streaming apps, like fucking Netflix and Tidal, Stars, and just all of this dumb shit I was not watching. And then, you know, when you do your taxes, you're like, what the fuck am I spending this shit? Like, what, what is this? I think I was like, I subscribed to like, I was, I was using like three podcast services to distribute this podcast. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is $30 each. And I've been, and I haven't been using them. I haven't been using these podcast distributors at all. None of them. And it's like, I didn't notice any of that shit. I think I was like, uh, you know, I do a lot of design work, you know, and I subscribe and, uh, to some of these like stock photo companies and stock video companies that give me stock photos and I pay $50 a month. You know, like I was subscribed to two of those and I cancel that shit. I can't, you know, like in a span of a day when I was analyzing my finances, I cut out like five to 800 off of my expenses a month, a month. And I got multiple businesses. I got multiple locations. I got offices and storage facilities. I got mad different shit that I have to analyze, yo. And every little thing adds up, you know. And I, you guys have to go through that shit. And here's, this is something very important that you guys got to do. You got to call up all of your service providers, your utilities, your landlords, your credit cards, all, all these motherfuckers. And you're going to request a temporary relief for six months. Some of them are going to tell you to go fuck yourselves. Some of them, like a lot of the utilities, like like Cox Cable or like, you know, Time Warner. I don't know if there's a Time Warner anymore in New York. That's probably Spectrum, right? Because I pay my mom's. See, like, and that's the thing is that I pay a lot of my family's expenses. I'm paying for a lot of my family's shit. So it's not even me. It's like I got multiple businesses. I got me. I got my family. I'm paying multiple phone bills, bills, <laughs> multiple phone bills. I'm paying multiple uh, cable company bills i'm paying multiple rents i'm paying multiple shit so what, what do you think i'm just gonna be like oh yeah all my gigs are canceled fuck it you know i'm just gonna chill nah fuck chill i'm gonna go through all my spending and i'm gonna cut as much as possible i'm gonna cut the fat asap and bring my expenses down you want to run on bare bones whenever i had a business and we ran on bare bones you know what bare bones means what is the least amount of money I need to spend to operate right now? Bare fucking bones pause. You understand what I'm saying? Um, and I'm not trying to be like a Gary Vee right now, but I do want to let y'all know this is something that you can be proactive in. And I actually tweeted this out, and I don't really tweet much, but this weekend I tweeted a lot because I wasn't DJing. I had nothing to do. And I didn't really want to be productive this weekend because, quite frankly... I wanted to know what was going on. I wanted to see what was going to happen. You know, I was I was tied to the news. I wanted to see what was going on and what was going to be popping and, you know, what was going to happen to Vegas, you know? Um, 
But I, I tweeted this shit out, and I'm just going to read it real quick. And I just said it now, but you know what? Just fucking deal with it. This is our bullshit episode. To all DJs, if you're looking to lower your monthly expenses, contact all your service providers, utilities, landlords, credit cards to request temporary relief for the next six months. Six months, y'all. You can request this shit to these companies for six months. I have a good relationship with my landlord. You might not have a good relationship with yours. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I have a good relationship. So I was able to hit up my landlord and lower my shit 30%. I hit up my ADT and I lowered that from $80 to $25 from multiple locations. Here's the fucked up thing when I called up ADT. They were like, oh my God, you've been with us for like 10 years. I'm like, oh, for real? That's great. And they're like, you know what? I think I can lower your rate from 80 to 50. And I'm like, yo, that's, that That would be really great. Thank you very much. Because uh, I actually want to cancel it. And you know, that's the beauty. When you say I want to cancel this shit. If you've been with someone for like 10 years, you know, like some, some of these motherfuckers for 10 years and you were like, I want to cancel it. They don't want, they, they, they don't want you to cancel. They're going to be like, no, 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 no. Let's see what we can work out. You know what I'm saying? You got leverage. You're loyal. You've been paying your bills on time. You know what I'm saying? You got leverage. So if anything, hit up these motherfuckers. You know, there was one service provider. They were charging me 1500 a month, 1500 a month. And I got them to lower it to two fifty a month. Why? Because they're like, "Yo, crooked, you've been with us for this long, you've never missed a bill. Like, if this is the least we can do, and we'll do this for six months, they're gonna do this till from March to September, bro. You know. So there's some companies that are gonna help. I called up Cox Cable. They told me to suck their dick. I called up Sprint. I've been with Sprint for twenty years. I've been with Sprint for twenty years. They told me to go fuck myself. You understand? So there's going to be people that are going to tell you to go fuck yourself. And there's other people that are going to be like, no, no, no. Like, we appreciate your business. But the one thing I will tell you this is, is, is that Sprint and Cox Cable, what they did, well, all these service providers, all of these communications uh, companies, they did announce that they're not going to cancel or shut off anyone's service for the next few months or maybe a couple of months just because of what's going on with the coronavirus and COVID-19. They're not going to shut it off. But you are going to have to pay them back. They're basically going to hit you up and be like, look, you've missed these couple months. We need to do a payment plan. So they are going to give you some relief, but you're going to have to pay them motherfuckers back. Hopefully without interest. But take the ball in your hands and fucking be proactive and make it happen. Because in a beautiful world, in a perfect world, the government should have looked out for everybody. The government should have said every should have done a national shutdown. They should have told the business owners and all these corporations, look, we're going to give you some relief. You know, like the president of France said that there's no, he's, what is it? What did he say? He said there's no rent or utilities. He's suspending all rent and utilities. You know, you know what a weight that is? To, you know what a weight that is to get lifted off of like my shoulders as a business owner? If I had a brick and mortar, if I had employees, it's, it's crazy. And it's like, I can't even hate on some of these small businesses or some of these companies who lay off all their, their workers, you know, because it's like, how are they going to operate? They have no customers. They can't operate. So what are they going to do? They can't, they, they, don't, they don't have the funding or the capital to pay all of these workers and compensate these people. They just got to let them go. So we're in an ugly world right now. This is ugly, ugly times. And we can't really point the fingers at anybody. If anything, the government has to be helping us. And this is maybe one of the reasons why you don't want a businessman or businesswoman 
as president of the United fucking States because they're gonna put business first. The first thing that Trump did when all this shit was going down was try to save the fucking stock market, yo. Before anything. And I don't know shit about politics. So if I tell if I talk to Ross one, he's probably gonna correct me or somebody smarter out there is gonna correct me. But in the end of it all, this is what's happening, guys. Last week, what did we see? Um last week we saw um like oh the events are being canceled. This is canceled. This week we just literally saw I mean like I don't know what your Instagram feed was. My Instagram feed was temporarily closed. Temporarily closed. It's like all these flyers with all these logos, these nightclub logos and these hotel logos that they were just like all over my feed like temp ceasing operations. They don't want to say they're shutting down. Ceasing operations. We are ceasing operations. And then they didn't even talk about what they're doing with the they just let a bunch of motherfuckers go. But it's a shutdown. And no one's going to help y'all right now. Trump said something about providing some kind of funding for us for two weeks. I don't know if he's going to like send us money. Was he going to send us like $150 for the next two weeks? <laughs> like that shit. I don't know, man. All I know is you got to lower your expenses. Stop your spending. Eliminate as much as possible. Start going. Through, I don't need this shit. I don't need this shit. I need this shit. I don't need this shit. I need this shit. I don't need this shit. That's what y'all need to do right now. ASAP. All right, lecture is over. I don't want to fucking keep lecturing y'all. You know what's funny though? This is the last thing I'm going to say. It might not be the last thing, but I'm going to tell you something. The first thing I thought about all of this shit was Andrew Yang. And not just because he, he was an Asian uh, Democratic candidate. But it was because Andrew Yang had that UBI, that Universal Basic Income Plan, where every U.S. citizen was granted $1,000 a month. And that plan was actually... an he wants that plan. He wants to initiate that plan. I think he's going to run for like governor or mayor of New York. Because in his, in his head, I think if he thinks he can make that plan, that UBI, Universal Basic Income Plan, work in New York, if he can work in a big-ass city like that, it can work in the whole country. But the reason why he's, he's uh, trying, to, like, trying to initiate this is because he thinks AI, artificial intelligence... And robots are going to take over. There's going to be no like workforce. And I kind of agree with him. Because you know, as, as years go by, the workforce is just slowly dwindling down, 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 down. But just imagine a time like this. And like in this chaos. Like I would, no one could have ever imagined anything like this happening right now in the modern world. And uh, $1,000 a month for every U.S. citizen would have helped tremendously. I mean... As opposed to having nothing, you know? Um, but I, I keep thinking of that, you know? I just keep thinking about that and just not having a fucking businessman in the White House. It's the last fucking thing I want, I think we need right now. But anyway, enough of this shit. Uh, I apologize. I'm going to continue to apologize, by the way. Let's go. Let's, let, me, uh, let me reach out to my boys, Ross One, Rakhtakan, and, and Moma. And let me, uh, let's do some shit with them right now. Pause. All right, so I got the trifecta here. I got my boys from the original New York nightclub scene in the 2000s that I came up with, the OGs here in the building. I got my man DJ MoMA right now via satellite in South Africa from Everyday what up, what People. Up? What's up, man? I got Rattakan and DJ Ross One in LA. What's good, fellas? Hi. How are you guys hey, holding up, up in the up, quarantine? How are you guys holding up? Whatever. I mean, relatively, relatively speaking. Deal. 
can leave the house. We're chilling. Wait, you guys, but you guys should stay in, right? I mean, everyone no, should be. No, I mean, we go for walks and hikes and stuff. It's just public places. You can be outside. Right. You just got to be far away from people. Yeah, you got to yeah. do social distancing, right? Yeah. And MoMA. Yeah, I'm in South Africa. I'm in South Africa. So they, they banned gatherings over 100 people. And people aren't really going to restaurants. But folks are still out in the streets, in the mall, shopping. You know what I mean? You really jetted there, right? Bro, as soon as I possible. Escaped. <laughs> I escaped. Because you don't want to with the quickness. Because you don't want to be in New York right now. Well, I don't want to be in New York because, you know, New York is is not necessarily, it's not a, a good quality of life. You know, the only reason you would be in New York is because of the opportunities and the gigs and your family, etc. But when you strip all of that, and when they told me that I shouldn't even really spend time with my parents. Because I could be carrying the virus right. and giving it to them. I was like, then there's nothing to do for me in New York but be in my apartment. And at that point, you know, you're confined to like a studio apartment or one bedroom apartment. And it's just not cool. So I dipped, man. I'm in Johannesburg now. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, I would have gone to. My parents live in Virginia. I would have been out. When did, when did you guys stop working? What was your last gigs and shit? I worked Saturday. You felt guilty though, Saturday, right? And I, and I felt weird about it. You felt honest. guilty, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. It just seemed crazy. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, did any of you guys cancel gigs or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, my, my last gig was, um, I think, last week, Wednesday. I yeah. did LeBain with, with Ellie. Yeah. And dance, dance, after dance. That, dance, dance, dance. And after that, you know, we canceled Everyday People Miami, which was supposed to take place. This weekend, we obviously we canceled L.A., which was supposed to take place May f um, April fifth. We canceled Charlotte, which was supposed to take place end of April. Like we didn't even take a chance. You know, the minute the shit started rolling out, we just canceled everything until May. Wow! And then we'll see how shit works out in May. You, but did, that, you did that I, shit immediately. Immediately, immediately, we canceled it at the beginning of last week. You, you didn't know? think that was premature at that time? Nah, because, you know, a lot of what we do is, is, is necessary, but a lot of it is frivolous, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I was definitely in a position where, like, eh, it doesn't even make sense to ask people to come out. Especially the people in Miami who, at the time, were totally ignoring any warning from the CDC. Right, right. Everybody was clubbing. It was absolutely lawless in Wynwood. Uh, so I was like, let's not be a part of that. You know, now they caught on. Everybody in Miami shut everything down, but... They were definitely, they came later later on than the parties in New York. I mean, Miami had to be told for sure, because otherwise they would just keep going. <laughs> they definitely had to get some government intervention there to get those clubs and it's, everything shut It's down. funny because, like, uh, Dizza posted something on Twitter. He posted, like, a really great uh, uh, tweet about just kind of, like, being responsible as DJs and canceling gigs. Um, I'm just going to read it real quick. It said, I, he said, uh, I don't judge because we all have bills to pay and the government should be shutting everything down anyway, but I canceled my gig tonight because I think it's the safe thing to do. I don't think people should be going out and I think we should do everything we can to go back to uh, normal land. To me, that includes just staying home for two to three weeks away from large crowds, doing whatever we, we can to make it go away since our government isn't doing what's required anyway. And I kind of, uh, I kind of tweeted... Like, kind of like, there's no point in canceling your gigs. You know, people are still going to go out. Venues are still open. At this point, I didn't really want there to be, like, this narrative of, like, D like DJ, working DJ shaming. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I just didn't want there to be that narrative where we started like shaming and judging other people for working because I just oh. think I, I just think it's like a there's a bigger picture to it because I I mean you can even blame the venues if you want but ultimately it's the government because I look at it from a small business owner perspective. You know, it's like I got bills to pay. It's not against the law to be open right now, and it's just kind of like we have you know we have employees that we have to take care of. Those employees have bills to pay. And it's kind of like you want to stretch out the money that the revenue that's coming in. You want to stretch that out as long as you can. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't really want to judge anybody. And I felt like Twitter was going to start becoming like, oh, I'm looking at all these IG stories of every. I mean, I don't I don't think people should have taken IG stories on a Saturday night of the shipping popping at their club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I thought that was. Well, a, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's a, a judgment call, right? <laughs> Go ahead, say, right. There, there was a lot of people on Twitter who don't have to worry about money, sort of shaming motherfuckers that yeah money. That's what I'm saying. And I, I didn't want, definitely didn't want to be a part of that, but I also felt weird, like fuck, I'm working, like this is like people are just so oblivious, kind of. But well, you, I, I think there's also amongst the people who who have to worry about money. I think there's two different groups, right? Let's just say I have to worry about money like everybody else, but I'm throwing the party. I think it's my responsibility to cancel the party. Right. But if I'm just staff, if I'm just employed by a venue, yeah. that's going to be open anyway. Yeah. And a venue that might be like, yo, if you don't pull, if you don't report to work, we might fire you. Right. Then I don't think there's anything wrong with that DJ going to work and collecting that check. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? He just yes. doesn't need to like build a marketing plan around it on social media. <laughs> Yeah, but it'd be irresponsible. No, irresponsible was, for what happened? Who did a marketing like plan? That. It's just one of those things. Even me, as like a working dude who's worked all my life, I I find it difficult to cancel. You know, like a gig. Oh, it's impossible. I didn't want to go to work on Saturday, but I just like couldn't. I just couldn't not. Yeah, you got to be deathly ill to cancel anything. And you'll if, yeah. If I'm if I can't if I got to shit every twenty minutes. I'll cancel my gig. <laughs> Anything that's else? I that's canceled, just, I canceled that's just too impractical. Because I was shitting like every 25 A minutes. stomach issue will keep you away from a job for yeah. sure. You know, you got a, a stomach illness. But I feel like broken limbs is fair game. You can go. Nah. Cut. I, I sliced my thumb half off this year. I was still working. Yeah. Just go to go to work. I've had a broken foot. I've had like a fucked up a shoulder, and I still win. I still you got to do it, right? Yeah. When I was like nineteen and trying to be in like DJ battles and shit, I was working at this fucking Tex Mex place by the mall called On the Border, and I grabbed. It was like a couple days before this battle, and I grabbed this fucking fajita plate, and all my fingers like bubbled up with blisters. <laughs> And you still did and the I battle? The I was in the parking lot in my 88 Accord, like, crying because I wasn't going to be able to enter his DJ battle. So you didn't do the battle? I ended up, they ended up healing kind of fast, and I did it, but I, <laughs> I wasn't sure. But I wouldn't have been good anyways. I was a fucking terrible <laughs> little kid. But I just remember that, just, like, grabbing that fajita plate and seeing the blisters and be like, oh, I'm going to, I can't do the battle. <laughs> Yo, Mo, we even... Wait, man, listen, man. Yo, go the ahead. world's busiest DJ, the world's busiest DJ, yeah. has one hand. Fucking black coffee. Oh, wow. He has one hand? His one hand. You watch all his sets. He's doing everything with, with the right hand. Levels, effects. And the other, the left hand, I think, is always in his pocket. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't I know that. 
Wow. He's like the Yo, most booked DJ in the world. His hustle is crazy. Crazy. His social media game is always on point. He kind of is able to move between the sort of like Usher and Virgil, but the undergrounds. It's like nuts. Mm. It's you know unbelievable. who, first, and who he, first told me about him was Sabo. And this was like more than five years ago when our music conference, Sabo was like saying he was going to go check him out on Lincoln Road. Or something you know, like that. that one that the, the record that they sampled for the Drake record was kind of like a Superman. Big, Superman was like an yeah. underground hit. I think that yeah. was his breakthrough record, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, since then, exactly. he's gone. He's gone more into like a a super techie, Afro techie kind of world. So he's getting all the Ibiza bookings. Oh, he's still God. he's still getting the deep house bookings. Was that past tense? But, <laughs> <laughs> but in uh, in South Africa, he actually does like really deep soulful shit because that's like his home turf. You know, they don't want to hear that techie shit here. Yeah, that's yeah, how I was know. introduced to him, was like soulful yeah. African house. The, the, the South Africa sound really does, I was talking to somebody about this, it's not my original idea, but it really does owe a lot to the sort of late 2000s shelter sound where they were doing a ton of R&B and the way the beat sound. If you go back to those like 2000, like late 2000s, early 10s, like register records and stuff, it really does sound a lot like that shit. Like one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's a derivative yeah. of New York soulful house from mm-hmm. the late nineties. But I'm from New York, and I tell you, they took it to a whole nother level. Oh no, it's crazy! They it's crazy. took it someplace that New York could have never taken it. It's, it's the most sophisticated dance music right now. But they definitely found a path forward with it, where I feel like New York is really stuck with it. Yeah, it started getting repetitive and boring in New York. Yep. And then the Euro, the Euro Afro house the, with the Pangea days and the Serafina days mm-hmm. and PM, yeah. Crooked. Then that shit came in and took over and Bob Sinclair and all of that. How long do you guys think this is going to last? How long do you think this is going to go for? I think it's going to last in certain cities longer than others, but I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think well, we'll in like two weeks. Huh? Yeah. We'll know in like two weeks what, what's really going down. I think Vegas might be a little quicker. Like it's a little more spread out. There's not as much a uh, population. I think people like places like New York, Miami, Chicago, you know, DC and like LA, probably all of California, some parts, San Francisco. I think they're going to, they're going to be in quarantine for and shut down for a little bit longer. It kind of depends on what you mean by how long it lasts too. Like, is it how long the illness is taking over the population or until things start to return to normal? No, I think how long it's going to be to contain it. Yeah, how long it's going to be to kind of contain and be like, all right, it's kind of safe to kind of go out again. I mean, we have no idea. We have no idea how many people have it, not even a clue. Yeah. So another... I think maybe until... In in mid-May, you're going to start seeing like some some restaurants and some small bars open. But whether anyone in mid-May has the appetite to go to 2,000-person everyday people. I don't think so. Right. I don't think that appetite is going to come back until, dude, maybe September, September maybe October, yeah. maybe, you know, and then by then you might get another wave of the flu coming yeah. back, mutating for the new 2021 season. <laughs> Who knows? This whole shit could be fucked. Yo, there was a tweet from... No, real. <laughs> there was a tweet from uh, DJ Sour Milk, and he said, DJs... I know this is a tough time. It's only going to get worse over the next few weeks, maybe even months. But once we're through this, imagine how popping shit is going to get. Everybody's going to want to be out, be ready to be busy as fuck. Start thinking of your new rates right now. I liked the positive sentiment of this tweet, but I don't think 
this is what's going to happen. I think corporations nah. are going to cut spending. I think no one's going to be spending when we come back. No one's going to have money. And it's going to be a different perspective on nightlife in general. I think it's going to yeah. be starting from the ground zero up again. But I could be no, wrong. I mean, this is gonna, it's going to be better when they have a vaccine. That's when people are going to feel a little more at ease. But that's, but, not for then, another, but that's not for another 12 months maybe, right? They're saying a year, yeah. yeah. I mean, because, because even if they start opening things up, it's not like people are just going to run out and start partying. I mean, it's still going to be, you know, it's still going to be contagious people everywhere, and it's not how it works. And it's just not, it's not going to feel appropriate. You yeah. know what I mean? This might just change our behavior as a society. Right. Yeah. I, I read someone, I had a tweet that was like, after this is over, you might, we might no longer uh, greet with shaking hands and a bunch of stuff like that. Right. And it also... And I feel like it'll also humble us in like spending as well, like saving. I don't think we have like a very, like a uh, like save it for a rainy day kind of culture here in in America, especially no, in the past no. ten years. In the past ten years, it's been like a YOLO culture. It's kind of like yo, the earth is is being destroyed. You know, like the environment's getting fucked up. It's like yo, like we don't have much to live. Like yo, let's just go all out right now. You know what I mean? Yo, Andy, I'm gonna tell you one thing about America, and maybe to a lesser extent. Western Europe, people are pressured to move out of their homes, right? Mm -hmm. So you'll be like 18, 19, 21. You know, I got to move out. I got to get my own place. And you put yourself under financial stress for no reasons. Like mad countries, people live at home till they're 28, 29. Then they get married. Then they move out. Right. But like a lot of people are struggling right now because of rent and bills mm -hmm. and stuff that they don't wouldn't necessarily have to pay because they're just like fucking lonely 23 year old djs who ain't got no girlfriend sitting at home you know where they don't do that is miami you try to get some pussy all those bitches <laughs> live at home everyone lives at home in miami <laughs> miami's good they all live at home everyone lives at home you talking to some girl she's like 26 oh yeah i live at home still like i'm staying at adrian's house what are we gonna do <laughs> <laughs> you should have got your, your own hotel, Big Pimpin'. Uh, that's not me, man. Old Gray. <laughs> yeah, Ross's couch isn't even there anymore. So you don't think like bottle service clubs are going to open and it's going to be like back to business? I think it's going to well, be like. Yeah, I think they're going to want to open as soon as possible. I just don't know if the, I don't if even the know, public I, yeah, is going to be open to that. I don't think these corporate cards are going to be open. I don't. I think everyone's like everyone's hurting. Everyone's going to be hurting. I've never seen anything across the board where no. big corp, big companies, small business, independent contractors, uh, service workers, everybody's hurting at the same fucking time. You know what I mean? We're just we're just seeing it this week, Monday. But as these next two weeks go on, these corporations are going to get ruthless. It's going to be mass layoffs. Like, well, the employment rate is going to go up a couple points. They're saying like, drop five percent GDP for the second quarter. Like that's some that's like that's unheard great, of. Great Depression type shit. You know, the only thing that's keeping confidence sort of high is that this is something that they are assuming they're going to get a vaccine for. So, like, they're hoping in the second half of the year, the economy, like, bounces back in a roaring fashion. That's, like, best-case scenario. But it's I about to fall off a cliff um, right now. I think what's going to be a good indicator is when when sports starts up again. You know what I mean? If sports is able to, like, fill their arenas, mm -hmm. then that might, let, that might give you an idea that people are willing to be out in crowds again. But then again, the density of people at sports events is nowhere near the density of people at nightclubs. 
know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nightclubs are some of the densest shit out there. Like, the only thing denser than a nightclub is a fucking six train at rush hour. You know what I mean? Momo, how are you going to approach like everyday people coming back? I think I'm, I'll approach it when it, when it feels right. You know, when it feels, I'm, I'm happy we're not a brick and mortar establishment. Right. You know? We don't have rent. We don't have salaried employees. Uh-huh. So basically, everybody that has supported us and that we've supported financially for the past five or six years, yeah. they know if there ain't no show, then there ain't no dough. Right. You know what I mean? So from that standpoint, we can put it on ice for as long as it's, it's, it's going to hurt my pockets. But maybe that's not the most important thing. You know, I'm, I'm going to use this time to explore other things, whether but- it's like la- languages I want to learn. Yeah, work on some music, but I don't think that uh, it makes sense to bring back everyday people until it feels right. Yeah, and I, I don't know when that's going to be. And then, as as like kind of the a partner in everyday people, and having not employees but having people that work under you guys, right? How responsible right. do you feel if they're if one of them or a few of them are struggling? Do you know what I mean? Because what's happening in Vegas is that all these hotels have closed, right? All these businesses, restaurants inside the hotels have closed. These hotels and casinos have let these people go. They've literally let these people go. No severance pay, no anything. They just told them, get unemployment. So there's, I don't know, thousands of workers in the city, literally just with no next paycheck. And they're literally unemployed. Everywhere, every city. Every city, yeah. So, I think that's super regrettable. But just to answer your question about everyday yeah. people and my level of responsibility, like at everyday people, we've never asked for a hundred percent of anyone's time. Everybody's hustling. Everybody's got multiple gigs. Right. You know what I mean? So it's not like if I had one person that was a dedicated admin and that's all they did, I would feel responsible for them. But yeah. you know, because I never had first dips to everyone's entire time mm-hmm. like they got to be like me at this point you know what i'm saying you got to right. hustle you got to figure it out because i'm in the same boat i'm not here counting money right now right. you know what i'm saying that's true i yeah. i definitely don't make a lot of money i kind of just work weekly here in la i'm a little check to check right and about a month ago maybe like about a month ago three weeks or four weeks ago i called my moms and i said look I've been thinking about leaving LA anyways. If this shit pops off and I can't work, I'm probably gonna pack up and can I crash in the you know the, where I grew in that my my old room. Right. And I sort of don't give a fuck because like none of this shit means it's not doesn't mean anything about who I am or what I've done with my life or my manhood or anything like that. If I gotta go live at home for a few months with my folks, like fine. Yeah. I have like an adult. I have a relationship with them that's cool, and but it's kind of real. Like I went the, like over the weekend. I ordered the boxes. I'm gonna either sh- I might ship my records like uh, media mail to get rid of some shit and then just drive out because I don't want I don't want to sit in. Obviously, if they if I don't have to pay rent, I'm, I'll just chill. Right. But I don't want to sit and pay, you know, $1,800 for my one bedroom with no money coming out. Are you fucking crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a good look. Hey. But that's real, though. Nah. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of motherfuckers aren't, first, aren't going to admit that, but also don't want to see that as a viable option right now. And I honestly think it's a viable option right now. I don't think there's any shame in doing that shit at all. You know what I mean? Like, 
I'm super lucky to be able to even do that. Right. I was in between apartments last year when I gave up my place in Manhattan and before I kind of figured out where I wanted to be settled. I spent five months at home in Queens with my parents. Right. So I had a great time. I got to catch up with my parents. I don't get to see them as much. And there was no part of me that felt like, you know, I was a failure or whatever. No, no, but you did it also for financial stability a little bit. Just be like, like I don't want to spend $3,500 on an apartment in New York when I'm on the road Absolutely. 80% of the month, right? Did it make any sense? 100%. Yeah. 100%. I just yeah, have like two nice pieces of furniture that I got to figure out what to do with. And the rest, <laughs> I could, you know, I just, all I give a shit is like the records, like my mixer. Yeah, it, stuff doesn't fucking matter, you know. Right, what I mean? right. Well, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's you know what's crazy? The only thing I care about is the records, <laughs> and they're all storage. It's so weird. You guys it doesn't even make any sense. You guys love your fucking records, man. It's so. But the crazy. thing about the records is like the the physical value, like the market value of them. It's not crazy, but to get them all back would so much work it, it would just you'd have yeah. to just be like well i just do digital yeah yeah for sure but but you're right there's there's monetary value to the records and sentimental value that's yeah. both it's so hard to get rid of them yeah there's a lot of you can some stuff you're like oh i remember where i heard this or i remember where i found this or i bought this you got to remember too a lot of us got into dj starting out kind of basically as record collectors right you know like I first saw DJing and that got me into records, but then records was the entire focus for the next 10 years. We're the, we're, we're the last generation, right? We're the last generation yeah. of, of vinyl collectors going into the digital age. You know what I mean? Like DJs that learned on vinyl and switched to digital. Right. That'll never, ever happen again. We're the last people to ever do it. We're the last of the Mohicans. Yeah. Yes. The last of yeah. the Mohicans. Yeah. I, I, was only, I was only DJing five years before Serato started. Uh-huh. You know, so I really mm. was out buying records like crazy for five years. Right. That's about it. Yo, yo, it was like that. That's R it. Ross, you tweeted recently that you're like, hey, if if you DJs are going to be doing like your DJ sets and live DJ sets online on the social media, right? Why don't we switch it up? And you guys put the controllers away. You put the, 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 the drum pads away. You put the tone play away and just use vinyl. And then you started putting all these criteria like, yeah, you're going to lose a little points if you if you use a if you spin with 45s, you know, that's automatic, <laughs> automatic. Yeah, points. I mean, I mean, do whatever you want. Do whatever keeps you busy right now. Yeah. I'm always like, you know, I go, I always watch like DJ Coco's sets. You know, I love people. So good. On vinyl. So good. And, and the, the light bright mixer. It's cool. Like if you can do like, you know, whatever. Q point mixes, but I, I don't really have much of an attention span for it. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of DJs do. So if that's your fan base, then that's what you do. Then keep doing it. But yo, Ross, I, you, Ross, you sound so old right now. You sound so old right now, B. Well, yo, I, I remember a time. It's re it will make me sound old. But I remember going to clubs in the 2000s, peeking over the the the, the um, DJ setup just to see like if a DJ was playing a reissue. Or the the real twelve inch of like a rock classic or something, and judging them on that, like that's it was just a crazy, you know. We come from that era where like you kind of really had to earn it, like you almost had to earn the right to play a lot of these records. That's out the window, which is good because things needed to change from there. But you know, you can't fight where you came from on that stuff, you know. Yeah. Where if you're I mean, playing the reissue or a, 
the killer cuts or whatever it was, you know. But what, what I'm saying to play hip hop yeah. set on vinyl right now would be a struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be a struggle. I would just be like Jay Z. I just want to love you. And the flip side, I would not try to reinvent the <laughs> wheel. Those were the last records you bought before. <laughs> the last records I got. My last record I bought was Ti. What you know? I remember. Like I have it. And I'm like, this was like the last yeah. 12 inch I bought just because I kind of wanted to, even though I just Yo, international players anthem 12 inch is like a hundred dollars. Really? Wow. Yeah. Because it was like right on that edge where they're basically stopped making them, so I don't think there's many. And it's a classic. I was looking, I was like, wait, this motherfucker's like $100. You know what else is expensive? Um, uh, sipping on some syrup. Really? <laughs> oh. I think I, I, I got that. Ball ball, but I had the killer cuts. I had the killer cuts that I I mean, yo, I had like seven copies of that sipping on some syrup loud promo. They just kept sending it out. But now they're wow. fucking expensive. I don't have any. Yo, Ross, are we going to be expecting a live set from you doing this? Because you can't talk that going, shit and not push, push out a, a vinyl set I now. I know. That was my big fear, putting that tweet out there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now you got to do it. Now you just look like, been, a, like one I've of the judgmental OGs. You don't want to be one of those. That, man, that Serato makes you lazy. It does. Like, you know, I'm, the cue points, the not skipping, all that shit. Like, you definitely got to you, – you become rusty. I'm working on a, a vinyl set with more new music. Yeah. Like trying to not just be like playing obvious oldies and shit. And so I ordered I ordered some shit and these motherfuckers from, I won't say the name of the record store, but it's been two weeks and it's like the shipping label's created, but it hasn't moved. Uh, I mean, and it's so annoying. Maybe no one wants to go to the warehouse and ship that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See my record. How you wait? So how are you guys gonna keep busy in the next two weeks? Let's say, or even you know, MoMA. You were saying that you're gonna learn more languages and shit. I have a daily routine. Yeah. Right? What is it? So, uh, the hotel that I'm in in, in in Johannesburg, and I'm I'm blessed that I'm able to stay here. You know, has uh, a full gym which is empty, not a soul in it because no one's in the hotel, and a swimming pool. So I'm trying to do fitness in the morning, and then. I've been going to Brazil a lot, so I got my Portuguese class that I'm going to do after that. Wow. And then in the, af in the afternoon, I'm trying to practice uh, playing the keys for about an hour. And then I I'm, I'm not really inspired to start making music again. I just kind of want to play the keys. And then uh, I have this Arabic class that I'm doing. And then maybe like late afternoon, I try to get out. If I can get for go for a run. You sound like, a, div you sound like a divorced wife in her like this 50s. Guy. <laughs> I'm like I'm like a divorced wife or like an, a fifty year old like yeah. retiree. Yeah. This is why Mama has a successful party and and. <laughs> but definitely, all I'm trying to do right is, is I'm trying to stay healthy, man. I'm trying to stay alive. Like, yeah, you're forty, you're forty plus. You know what I'm saying? Like we really got to start watching over the immune system, or pretty soon we're gonna be like the the fifty year old motherfuckers that they say is at risk. <laughs> are you do you have any plans to keep uh everyday people kind of still like present in social media and stuff and just keep that going a yeah, little yeah so we're gonna try to do we're, we're working on some virtual programming yeah uh luckily with uh ig live it's really easy to do that so we're gonna roll out some stuff uh next week or this week depending on when this podcast airs yeah uh we're, we're gonna try to start with like a 30 minute guided meditation yeah so everybody can join the IG live so folks can meditate and try to get their heads right. We're going to try to do a session with a medical expert who can maybe answer some questions that people have about the virus because mm -hmm. there's so much misinformation and, 
and fear and all of that. And then we're going to try to do maybe a session with a homeopathic or mental health awareness person who can tell people how to cope with everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth session that we're going to do should be a live DJ set, which is funny because we was just talking about that. All but right. towards the end of the week, maybe on Friday, we'll do a, a live DJ set, which I won't be able to do because I don't have my gear out here. Right. And uh, I don't want to do it in internal mode. So probably have a couple of homies of ours, Mo Yassin and uh, Yellow Tech, together they're known as Good Faith, really dope DJs based in New York. Uh, so they're going to do a set for us. We'll see if it goes well next week and there's an appetite for it. Maybe we'll make it some sort of weekly programming yeah, yeah. for uh, as long as people are cooped up. You uh -huh. know what I mean? And if life does go back to normal, then we'll see if there's any value in keeping that kind of programming going. Because I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. What about you, Rock? Uh, I made gluten-free fried chicken yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so you're uh, just going to go with it? Because you've been working on production a lot, right? Yeah, I spent. I went hard the past couple weeks, like trying to finish one record and start a new one. And so I'm a little production fried right. the past a day or two. Like I just finished one thing on Sunday, and I've been working really hard on another. And so I'll probably give it a day. But I got this sample I want to use, and I mean, I kind of, I can't. I go crazy if I'm not doing something. Right. Like if I'm not doing something, I get a little crazy. And so I'm sort of not worried about it. I know I'll be productive. Unless I decide to move and pack up my shit and go. But I'm not doing that right today. That's not the worry today or tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just I got some work to do for Turntable Lab. Um, I'm waiting for these records to come so I can put together that vinyl set. And everybody's going to be broke. So my videographer, I'm going to pay him half. <laughs> so, <laughs> to come do it i'm, I'm just mm -hmm. fucking around i'm gonna pay him no 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 pay him half yo. Yeah. that's for uh, times and uh i just want yeah i'm just gonna stay busy like he said i think production for me is just like staying on ableton and i've just i've just been really trying to find my own sound and i just think that's my goal right now is to keep working and keep working and then i think one day it might be next week it might be in like 20, 2022 20, or something. I'll have it'll be like, oh, this is my sound. Mm -hmm. So I'm, that's my goal right now is to yeah. find my sound. And I don't think I don't. I think the people who find their sound, I try to do what they what I think they do is just like open up the program and kind of know what to do and do what feels right. Not that thing of like I want to make a record that sounds like record X or record Y. Like I just trying to make whatever comes out of me and if it comes if it turns into my sound it turns into my sound if not you know i can always you know, play britney spears <laughs> you know? your former sound the outfield uh be more your love remix yeah oh, still oh. still works to this day classic still works oh, to classic. this day what about what about you ross Man, I don't know, man. <laughs> you just moved to LA. I, I wake, yeah, I got a house. You know, I got a whole whole set of shit to deal with. But yeah. you, know, you wake up at like six o'clock in a panic, kind of every day. For me, right lately, I just sort of wake up and the reality of what's going on hits you a little bit. Yeah, the reality of where it could be, and then you kind of come down. But um, I mean, the DJ business was, has been weird for a long time, so it's not like this is a new thing there's been a panic in in our industry for 
a couple years really, but like definitely the last six months, you know, you feel things tightening up in the DJ world. You feel rates coming down. You feel a lot of guys working for less, which you can't blame them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. We're moving to cities to work for less. The budgets are gone. Um, it feels like they're, you know, the clubs are kind of starting to follow a little bit of a model in terms right. for their open format guys. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a uh, beneficial model for us necessarily. Uh -huh. But now it's like, you know, it's a whole new thing. It like wipes the whole slate. Before you were worried about your, your gigs for the month, and now it's like my calendar, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's nothing to worry about anymore. Um, so I've been working on music. You know, we've been in the studio a lot, working on beats. we got a few things bubbling. I've worked with Pace. Pace rock a lot on uh, yeah, yeah. production and you know you keep your fingers crossed this throws a wrench in the whole music industry too so I don't know if people are going to be releasing music you can't really tour it so it doesn't make sense for artists to be releasing big albums necessarily uh -huh. but the streaming numbers they're expecting to go up so we're going to see otherwise I'm just at home I'm working I'm going to you know start playing the piano more and uh <laughs> I got Raptees. I got Raptees two to work on if I want to. Oh, you Raptees two the book? Yeah, I got some other book projects. No, the cartoon. They just been kicking around. <laughs> Raptees two the cartoon, but also you know we got like we got Raptees going in Japan. And so yeah, yeah. Some, maybe a chance to make the, the clothing line over here if there's interest. Right. There's a lot of opportunity. It's just I got to get that moment of focus where I like wake up and spend two hours on each thing. You yeah, know yeah. where. Minus swimming in a swimming pool, you're crazy for that shit. You shouldn't be swimming in a pool right now. I'll be in that fucking pool. Fuck that. <laughs> hey, yo, I think I stay away from the pool. Well, I was like, whatever, 22, 23 when I moved to New York. And it was, I moved in sort of like January, February. I'd moved my stuff up from uh, Virginia. But it was 2002, and nightlife had been totally decimated by September 11th. Mm -hmm. And because, because I showed up then, I got a lot of opportunity that I would not have gotten if I'd shown up two years late earlier or two years later. Right. Everything was in disarray and motherfuckers were like, Oh, you're around. Come on. We're putting this shit back together. Right. Yeah. And I think right now, right now, nothing's coming back, coming, nothing's happening. But when this shit is dies down a little bit and things start to get put together, the people that have kept their presence up, and done stuff and are are like i'm still in this i'm in this right are and that are around are gonna be picked up and put in and in the mix when it gets put back together so it, you're saying it's, it's, vital. Guys think it's vital it's vital yeah i'm sorry uh, do you guys think this pandemic you know no pun intended <clears throat> is gonna thin the herd in terms of djs no. like by the time we get out of this do you think it's gonna be less djs out there a little bit i, I little don't know bit. why there would be a little yeah. bit. A little bit. I think a little bit too. I think I think it all depends on like what Rock kind of said. It's it's who has the strongest presence during this time. Who's going to keep that presence going? Who's going to be clever on social media? One thing. I, one thing. I was in the grocery store yesterday and I was looking around, and you see what matters, right? People hit the grocery store, and it's no longer. They're only buying the shit that really fucking matters. And there's a lot of cookies and there's fucking sodas packed. It's packed with soda. Um, and I was like, how much How much of the rest of our lives are going to be under this same lens? Like, what really matters, right? Right. Like, what can I give up? What doesn't matter? Everybody's going to have to go through their bills and be like, okay, this doesn't really matter. Right. 
And I don't know what that means, but I had that moment in the grocery store of like, oh, people are getting to see, like, come back down to earth a little bit and mm -hmm. see, and really yeah. find out what's really important to them and, and what isn't, you know? We need to find out what are the cookies and sodas of our lives. Right. <laughs> leave them on the shelves. Leave that shit on, on the shelves, shelf. exactly. Or I more. mean, the downside of that is there's going to be real ramifications for this where, like, I think they said, was it like 5 million people in China lost their jobs in two months or something? Wow. Yeah. So you got to think, like if the unemployment rate goes up 2 3%, I'm just real talk, like a lot of those jobs aren't coming back. Yeah. When, those corp when those corporations restructure, it's not going to be hiring back everybody they let off. They're going to keep it slim. They're going to be really careful about it. It's going to be an excuse to actually fire people. Right. So, I mean, we're in for, we're in for the long haul here. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot of heavy shit going on. So, you know, you try to get offline for a little bit and focus on other stuff. But, you know, there's a reason to not freak out, but to, to look at it seriously. And this isn't going to be something where we come back in June and it's all good. There's no way that, you know. The one thing I'm worried about is like, I don't know. I've never not DJed for like three months. I've never not been in front of a crowd for three months. And not like, you know, what are they going to react to? We don't know. It's almost like there's a clean slate. We can kind of recreate what we put out there a little bit. And I've just been kind of thinking about how we're going to approach this collectively almost. Kind of to be like, are we going to go back and do the same bullshit? Because we almost have a clean slate right now. Do you know I mean, what I mean? you're going to have to work. Everybody's going to have to work. And people aren't going to forget what they like in two, three months. But No, but they're going to be listening to more music. And they're... Yeah. they're, they're catalogs are going to be expanding does that make any sense and it's kind of yeah. like how do we get in touch with you know where you know the certain demographics the 20 year olds the late 20s and the early 30s and the late 30s where what are they all listening to and how we my, my fear is that my fear is that their catalog is going to be expanding in genres of music that we would never play right at a dance party. right you know I mean? they're going to be listening to like slack or black or whatever you know the shit that we don't play right and they're going to be going into like all this bedroom music right and underground shit that really i don't know really doesn't hit for me mm -hmm. so we we may be truly disconnected by the time you know they come back that's my like, biggest... we don't want to hear that rihanna shit yeah that's my yeah. biggest fear that's my biggest fear actually three to four months is, is a very brief very short period of time i think so you know if, yeah. if this thing is extended until november december that's when you're going to see the masses come back with a totally different palette but three to four months you can get out there and you can play the box by roddy rich and you can play everything you've been playing yeah like if i think it's going to be like a suspension in time actually like a lot of the songs that popped off in december that should have like took us all the way through summer yeah people haven't really gotten a chance to really get open to them so if if we come back in midsummer, I guarantee you the box is going to be as big as it was in December. Mm. I can see yeah. that. That yeah. makes sense. That makes and sense. this if is we an come opportunity. Back in January 2021 might be a different story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if man. you're young and you want to start a party, you're going to have an opportunity here. Right. This is going to be a big chance for young DJs, for people who have a crowd. You know, if you got a bunch of 20 year old, 21 year old friends, whatever, this is your. You're about to have an opening that's a rare opportunity mm -hmm. where it's going to be kind of a blank slate where you can come in and, and, and put down your anchor or whatever, you know? So Man, I encourage anybody to do that. Did y'all watch that Little Peep documentary? No. no. I, I started on a flight and I got like midway through it. I didn't finish it. It was pretty it's good. It's so wild. It's so suburban, but it's kind of like some 
it's just a good a good view of the new suburbia. I don't know. I, I really liked it. I like his music. I thought it was really well done, and and I like the whole Terrence Malick style of it. But it, it's definitely a kind. It's definitely gives like a window into some youth shit that that uh, I, I I knew about, but I'd never really seen up close like that. It's pretty interesting. I thought. I mean, the kid is from Long Island. That's what I was shocked yeah. to find out he was from Long Island. Uh, I thought like those types of like. Face tatted up depression rappers came from places I never heard of. You know what I mean? Or Atlanta. Yeah. I think a lot of them <laughs> come from where I'm from. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, little places in Florida. And, and I was like, this kid is from Long Island. And not even like deep. I think he was from like Nassau County or something. Shit blew my mind. I gotta check that shit out. It's some real cracker shit. You'll love it. <laughs> that's why Very That's why you gravitated to Very it. You love that Nothing shit. crooked loves more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing he's more interested in. <laughs> Than cracking, than good ass cracker like, shit. Going to the zoo for her. He does. Crooked just hits us up all, all hours of the night, just trying to psychoanalyze me and Rob, yeah. trying to figure out what we think about things. What, what is with Why do y'all do this? Nah, yeah, I, I, our, our group chat is, our group chat is ill. Yo, by the way, you guys should get tested for the for the corona. And just today, I found yeah, out. That's funny. The, the guy in South entails. Africa probably can get a test today. What'd you say? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yo, check this out. You're absolutely right because I came in just before they closed the borders to like U.S. nationals. They want to test you. I, I have to report to the government to get tested, and I was like, "Bet I want to do it because I want to know if I have it." And then I found out that they stick like a cotton swab Yo. all the way up your fucking nose and like rack your brain. Uh, did you never have a fucking uh, stab your brain a with your nose? Test in the nineties. A gonorrhea no, test? Man. <laughs> no, man. I was gonorrhea. Like they please stick say that metal Q-tip up your dick. No, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> you never had the metal Q-tip on your No, head? motherfucker. No. I mean, I know that's what the test is. Well, not anymore. They don't do it anymore, but they used to. Technology has evolved since then? They, yeah, you just pee now for go the gonorrhea test. Yo, Mo. So they used to stick a metal Q-tip up your dick hole. I remember yeah, hearing, I mean, I've, yeah. I've heard the story from a few acquaintances. Mo, let me know how long it takes to get the results because here in Vegas, it takes three days. Three days. It wow. Takes 72. In Korea, in, in your motherland, it takes one or one hour yeah. or one day. I thought it was right? four hours, but yeah, yeah. As we're talking, I don't want to date the podcast, but Kevin Durant, positive. Hey, yo, Mo, what is up with all of these? What is up with all these black people with no symptoms showing up positive for coronavirus? I feel like. But I mean, we have we have a theory that now we're Mother getting Nature, into the group text. <laughs> we have we have a theory that Mother Nature is finally fighting back against. You know the white man <laughs> relentlessly trying to kill the earth for the past few millennia, and I'm Mother Earth it. has been like, "I've had it, white people. This is it's done. I'm creating." It, it affects men harder than women too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The men are more like a much like twice as likely to be fucked up by it. I think. But Mo, it's killing Asians too. So what? What do we? What do we do? I mean, I don't know. Maybe Chinese people need to be less productive <laughs> less, and, and regulate their emissions because Mother Nature is not having it right now. No, yeah. but in all seriousness, this virus does not discriminate. I don't want anyone to screenshot. You sound like some fucking ignorant dude, all right? This virus does not discriminate. <laughs> that's going to be the clip we showed, just that part. Mother Nature is fighting back. Against the oppressors, the white man. That's the, that's the clip. That's the clip right there, yo. Uh, <laughs> Mother Nature has had it. Yeah.
Hey, yo, I think it goes without saying, man. I love you guys. Thank you for getting on the Thanks, on this man. on this call with us, man. And um, I'll check I'll check back in with you guys if uh, in a week, and we'll maybe do another, uh, you know, quarantine chronicles with Crooked or whatever the fuck we're gonna call this. <laughs> and I'll have you guys on and see how you guys are doing. All right. All right. That's what's uh, up. All right, y'all. All right. Love y'all, yeah. man. Peace. Stay safe. Peace. Peace. Hey, yo, shout shout to uh, Rotacon, Ross One, and MoMA, man. Thank you. You know what, man? I, I really got to thank those guys for getting on FaceTime with me. Pause. Um, not that they're busy or anything either, but anyway, moving forward, um, I think we're gonna, I'm going to end this because uh, I don't want this to be too long. Pause. Uh, I want <laughs> to end this. I want to hit up my homies. I want to call up... Uh, Jamie, uh, D Miles, and Neva, and uh, I want to just check in with those motherfuckers and uh, end this episode properly with the whole crew. It was good, fellas. Man, what's yo, y'all it's look like insane. y'all look like shit, yo. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all look fucked up. <laughs> it's, the, it's the real March Madness. It's the real March Madness now, bro. It's the real March Madness. Yeah, yeah man. man. That. Y'all got no pussy to impress. Y'all literally let yourselves go and shit. You look all fucked. Yeah, yeah. Yo, fuck it, man. I mean, I, I've got doing the towel. I'm good, man. I'm up here. <laughs> my grade, I'm like my grades come in and everything. Shit, running well, out look, of that's why I got the hat on right now because the fucking the head <laughs> I got the I got the Johnny way back. <laughs> Johnny way <laughs> here now. <laughs> I got the I got the George Jefferson Kodasak for me. That's crazy. Oh, this shit is crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta save my razor blades, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not wasting that shit now, man. Fuck it, I don't gotta go out. So I was telling uh, the listeners earlier uh, why uh, we decided to kind of lay off for two weeks and not meet up to self quarantine ourselves, so that mm-hmm. in two weeks, if there, if you know, if everyone is good and we show no symptoms, we'll be able to record together again. You know what I'm saying, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to just check in with y'all, and I wanted to end the episode with you guys, you know what I mean? And earlier I was talking about a little bit about, like, saving dough, like, trimming the fat, trying to just running on bare bones, and, like, really cutting expenses and cutting spending down. So, I mean, if you guys want to add anything to that, I never, you know, like, we've been through a lot. With You know, we were partnered up in a, a couple businesses and, and whatnot. So, yeah. if mm-hmm. you want to add anything on that, and D and Jamie and whatnot... Jamie, I actually, I mean, well, actually, Jamie, I want to talk to you later about reselling and stuff like that too. So, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll talk about it. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I feel like you covered everything. I've been following you on your IG stories. Yeah, yeah. And as for me, like, I was able to like um, hold off a of paying for my mortgage for a couple of months. Yeah. Uh-huh. I called nice. ADT. They they slashed my payment in half for a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Um, you called them yeah. recently? Yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Dope. So yeah, right now I'm think I'm. I'm all right right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want sake. That's yeah. good. Likewise, mm-hmm. like I, uh, like my uh car payment, my, my loan for my automobile is through my bank. So I was able to call them and get that relief for a couple of months. Uh, the majority of my bills, my cable, uh, credit cards, all of those things, like I was able to uh, relieve those as well. My gym memberships. Uh, they're closed and so they're, they're not open for business. I was able to relieve those. Oh, sure. That's what I got to do yeah. next. Yeah. I memberships. I got two. And then, honestly, other than that, man, I've just been watching how I like use water at the crib, you know, like watching how I eat. Um, 
you know, just bare bones, man. Just not really leaving the crib. Yeah, I yeah. thought about going to my downstairs gym that they have here, but I haven't even done that. I just been nah, 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 stay doing away. like core, core, core workout at the crib, just push ups, sit ups, pull ups, dips. Yeah. yeah. Trying to stay active, a little bit of jump rope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to like make good use of my time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really it, man. Just trying to like catch up on music. This has been a good time for me to do that just by like organizing crates, uh, a little bit of like attention to detail with that reading you know just that's about it man yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah good stuff yeah i've been going through music also like i've even thought about doing events i was going to my 45s if uh-huh. my little collection right well you can't see it oh shit. there you go damn those are all those are all 45s <laughs> yeah oh shit damn that was like Fucking five, six boxes. If it gets worse, I might be able to sell them and get some money off of those forty-five. <laughs> they worth a lot of money. Some of them. <laughs> I was gonna, job, I was man. actually gonna talk to you all about that. Like I remember, like once a couple of my boys, like they they were they had it rough and they went after they cut their expenses and shit and they cut it all down. They started like starting to sell shit, but I feel like I don't know. Like, is there even a market to sell shit right now? Like Jamie would resell and like. Dude, it's it's it's. I've been talking to a few friends actually today, but they kind of depend their um their livelihood just on reselling. Yeah, and man, they are trying to on their Instagram. They're trying to dump everything they have, even at retail, even things that like two weeks ago was worth uh even two or three hundred dollars more than what they're trying to sell it. They're just trying to dump it and just get their money back because it's looking bad. Supreme has closed. Um. Uh, Fly Club has closed. A bunch of boutiques have closed so far. So it's really, really bad. I mean, for example, you know the shoes that um, that we got you, Craig, the Sakai's? Yeah, about the, two weeks ago, yeah the Nike Sakai's, yeah. Yeah, you told me, you know, if you can make a buck on it, you know, I'll sell them. And at that time, I could probably would have sold them for about 400 bucks, like, out the door and probably made, like, a $200 profit. But I was like, nah, just keep them. Now those Sakai's. Are going for like only two twenty, which is about forty bucks over retail, and wow. that's a stock X. And stock X still need to take their cut. Right. So it's kind of like it's going really bad, really down, really quick. Like right now, it's good to buy if you want to resell in the future, if that. But we're talking about a year, a year and a half from now, where everything will kind of settle back to its place and kind of level out. Yeah. But if you have money to invest, go ahead and do that now. But I don't think the newer stuff. It's going to age very well. Even Jordan and Adidas and stuff like that. Me and Neville were talking about that. Like, some of those releases got pushed back two to three months from now that were supposed to release next weekend. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, a lot of that stuff is, like, going bad. Like, even me. I had bought, like, four Nike pairs of some regular shit. And I had to go back to the store and return them because I was like, I need the money. Right. Not that, like, I'm, I'm stressing over it, but it's just, like, it's good to have. Like, I can buy those shoes whenever I want. In the future, and you know, I don't know what's gonna happen in the next month, two months, or even three months. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. So those are the, the brand. Even uh, Crooked, you gave me a a good uh, a good advice to call my credit union where I have to pay my car. You're like, yo, give them a call, see what they can do. And since my payments always been on time, and I always paid over the limit what I need to be paying, they're like, yo, take the next two to three months off if you like. Oh, that's dope. Wow. That's super dope. Yeah. 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 So I, a lot of these places have been really, really cool, Bash. Yeah. I feel like the car note, I feel like everyone who has a car note, because, like, uh, you know, a, a bartender home, like a really close friend of mine who's a bartender, you know, she was able to lower her car note. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, uh, and, uh, 
or actually they yeah they told her to skip two to three months too yeah and then i think credit cards are like yo if you guys call your credit cards like you could lower your minimums yeah. yeah like you could lower your minimums and shit you know what i mean yeah. i think i think yeah. i think it's hard to get like utilities like and like uh communications those guys don't budge at all and that's why we yeah. that's why we with need Cox help from cable, the government you know with cots cable i they told me to um they told me to not make a payment this month because they're not gonna cut my services off. But, but you gotta pay them back later, right? Eventually, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I did tell yeah. them. I told. I didn't. I'm not gonna pay this month, so I'm like, fuck it. You know, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna cut it. Yeah, You'll be exactly. right. yeah man. I don't know. I'm, I'm just like, yo. So if anything, there's there's always room to to bring some shit down and cut some shit. Yeah. And whatnot. Yeah. But uh, mm -hmm. it's good to and see you guys, man. It's good to see yeah, you guys. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 and thank God everybody's doing good so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens in two weeks. Exactly, man. I feel like D's gonna catch something, you know. <laughs> I, know D, oh, like, I tell you, like, I was like, I was like getting anxious to just leave the house, man. Like, you know, you get used to that routine of just like being out and doing shit, and just to be in the house, man. It's just like it's an adjustment, like, Dude, like being crazy. disciplined with not leaving the crib, not even it's just like going downstairs to work out. Yeah, like yeah. it's tough. Pretty much. D, like, D, you look like you just jerked off like three times today, man. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep myself busy. D, he's on the OnlyFans account. Like he's on the OnlyFans. That's what they say. They say like uh, masturbation lowers the risk of uh. No, I'm just yeah, of getting infected <laughs> three, three times a day, buddy. Actually, guys, um, I uh, I'm actually in my parents' house in LA. I, I I skipped Vegas and I came out here. And last night I went out and took out the trash. It was roughly ten thirty at night. And I live off of, like, Sunset Boulevard, like, you know, one of the main streets in L.A. Dude, I didn't hear a car for, like, five minutes. And it yeah. started to freak me out that I didn't hear sounds of a motorcycle or a bus passing by or a car passing by. So it's really real out here. Like, it's really, like, nobody's in the street. It's crazy. Yeah. It's kind of, it's yeah. on some I Am Legend stuff. Yeah. Did you guys um? Did you guys see that picture of Times Square like completely empty? Yeah, yeah I did see that. That was pretty crazy. Some, yeah, Barstool posted that. And I was like, "What the hell? It's kind of getting real." That's like I a said, wait, wait, wait a minute, Cricket. What you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, is that black? Is that is that blue label? <laughs> that's a that's King George, man. This is like King George. It's like <laughs> this is the good stuff. It's like like a higher like a premium blue label. Oh my god! Damn, man! It's like you got tired. You got tired of the soups. It's like five hundred, like maybe five hundred a bottle. So oh, talk about saving money. Damn, <laughs> man! Yeah, I, 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 yeah. There you go. See, never, never's got the picture. What you got in there? Water, liar ass motherfucker. I got um, great goose, great goose, and orange. <laughs> No, that's, 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 how that's how you disinfect. That's how you disinfect. That's how you disinfect. Shut up. Exactly. And he's, and he's putting his vitamin C in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna close out with this podcast with you guys. But I wanted to end the episode with you guys. You know what I mean? And then yeah, maybe we'll do one more like this. Hopefully, just one more. And then yeah, and then we'll we'll have all of us together. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, Jamie, you want to close it out? You know, typical fashion. Typical fashion. Uh, if you want to watch this video alongside all our brand new videos that we release every Friday, go to youtube.com slash road podcast. Make sure you like, make sure you comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, be the first to get the video. And if you've seen this video, go back to our older videos 
and just have a marathon of just our podcast. And even on SoundCloud, you can go ahead and start from number one and work yourself way up. Yeah. And that's about it, man. Yeah, Jamie, why it looks like you're using a Galaxy phone? <laughs> Yo, listen. <laughs> he has the new shit. He has the newest phone. Is it your Wi-Fi? What the fuck is that? No, I don't. I don't know. I think it's a problem. He's fucking stealing. He's stealing his neighbor's Wi-Fi right now. That's yeah, the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Look at this motherfucker, man. Fuck out of here. Yo, Nev's drunk. He's laughing too hard. Yo, put that drink up. Put that drink up. Put that drink up, Nev. Put that drink up. All right, salut, guys. I'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk soon. All right. All right. Peace. Peace.